Hello, fellow fans. I'm Mark, and unite with me is my co-host, the Jakus Brian. What up, Brian? Hey, everyone. Hey, hey, and we're uniting on United We Fan, the podcast. The truth is, I am Iron Man. I solemnly swear that I am up to no good. What is going on? What are you doing? To infinity and beyond! This is the way. The flux capacitor! Was Star Wars the one with the little wizard boy? Chewie, we're home. Avengers! Assemble. Oh, chills. Literal chills. Oh, I still get chills every time I hear that intro. Thank you all for joining us on the last episode. Brian and I discussed some of our favorite theme park attractions. And on this week's episode, we'll be discussing our favorite 90s Nickelodeon show. But first, thank you all for uniting with us as we talk about all things fandom. Please give us a rate or review wherever you listen so we can unite with more fans out there. UWF is partnered up with This Diz Life podcast family. Lots of wonderful podcasts and live shows with them. One special show on there comes every Monday night, and it's with a bunch of us weirdos. Brian, I am definitely excited for this coming Monday. What should they be excited for? Earth's Mightiest Weirdos, by the time you're catching this, is we're dropping this episode on Wednesday, June 9th. So finish our episode and then go straight to Disney Plus to catch Loki. Um, and then on the next following Mondays over the next six or seven weeks while Loki runs, we will be discussing everything about that show um, every Monday night at 8.30 Eastern Time on YouTube, as well as the Earth's Mightiest Weirdos podcast feed anywhere you're finding your podcasts. Yeah, and if you can join us live, please do so. We welcome live comments, questions. Um, if we ever do voting, we love your vote. Your vote matters. So definitely join us live. We appreciate you. And while we're talking about and, podcast feeds, real yeah. quick, Mark, I wanted to jump in there. I feel like we owe our audience a bit of an explanation a little bit to our podcast feeds. So if you're subscribed to United We Fan podcast, first of all, thank you very much for subscribing mm -hmm. and listening to every one of our episodes. We had a, a bit of an issue technologically where a lot of our previous episodes from the calendar year of 2020 had disappeared from Spotify. And when reaching out to Spotify, the only way to get them back would be to re-upload them. So if you're subscribed, you all of a sudden got 39 new episodes um, of United We Fan. And again, we're very sorry for blowing up your podcast feed, but we hope you're going to take that opportunity to go back and listen to some of our older episodes. Some of them are just funny because of the quality or, or whatever. <laughs> uh, but going back through, we did sprinkle in our UWF Plus episodes. We're going to start putting those on this podcast feed as well. Um, so if you're wondering why that that happened, that was completely on our end, but we had enough listeners on Spotify that couldn't find old episodes that wanted to find them that we wanted to make them available for everybody on there as well. I'm still upset with Spotify that they didn't upload in the correct order. So uh. just find your topic that you want to listen to it. But um, anyway, we're sorry about that, but I'm not going to re upload again to Spotify to get them in the correct order. Cause I'm not even hundred percent sure it would work again. But anyway, thank you so much for listening. And thank you to everybody who reached out and let us know that those were missing on Spotify and we did everything we could to rectify that issue. Yeah, we appreciate you all, Brian. I appreciate your hard work, and my OCD is still a little upset that they're not in order. But you know, hey, it just when you hear our fun little like fun facts and upcoming world news, and it's out of order, please forgive us. <laughs> so, but speaking of fans, we have a couple of shoutouts. Holly and Haley, they are doing a huge West Coast trip, checking out like Hawaii, California, Seattle, and all that, and on their adventures. They were listening to us at United We Fan, and we can't thank you enough for that. So thank you, thank you. Leanne, one of our um, avid listeners, checked out our office podcast, and um, well, as a proud uncle of her, I will say she had a lot of notes for our office episode, and I appreciate her passion and her listening. And um, we'll try to get uh, maybe a little more things to her liking next time we revisit the office. I do owe so. Leanne an apology. She is correct. I said Diversity Day was the fourth episode of the first season, but she was correct that it was the second episode. So thank you, Leanne. We appreciate you keeping us honest. Yes, definitely. And for all of you out there, she did even throw in a that's what she said joke on me while we were talking about it. So 
couldn't have been more proud. So thank you, Holly, Haley, and Leanne for listening. We appreciate everyone who does give us a listen, rate, and review. In Mark and Brian's world news, a little while ago, I posted a picture on our Instagram. Check it out. We appreciate all followers on there. And it was a picture where it had a red pill that had the fandoms Marvel, Pirates of the Caribbean, Star Trek, and Game of Thrones, and the blue pill, DC, Harry Potter, Star Wars, and Lord of the Rings. And I asked you, do you want the red pill or the blue pill? Which fandom are you taking? And this was pretty divided. I thought it was going to be a, a blowout, but it was pretty divided. Um, and I mean, even now looking at it, I, I don't know which pill I'm going to take, red or blue. But uh, Brian, I feel like, man, uh, you're a big Star Wars guy, but then DC's over there. And then Lord of the Rings. It's Lord of the Rings, so I could take it literal, since it doesn't have, like, The Hobbit with it. It just says Lord of the Rings, so it's not Middle-Earth. But, man, the other side's got Marvel and Pirates and Star Trek, and I love those. Game of Thrones is fun. So you're matched up Star Trek versus Star Wars. I'll take Star Wars. DC versus Marvel. Like, you're really, what you're doing to me is you're splitting up Marvel and Star Wars, which is the only thing that keeps me from even not immediately jumping to the blue pill, but... Like, I prefer Lord of the Rings over Game of Thrones, and I like Game of Thrones. Yeah. Um, but Star Wars is my number one, always has been, and Lord of the Rings is my number three. And then Harry Potter, I do like Harry Potter more than I do Pirates of the Caribbean. So for me, you get three of the four better ones on that side. As much as I yeah. love Marvel, uh, I mean, maybe maybe without Marvel existing, they'll fix DC, but... <laughs> Yeah, you know what? I think I would take the blue side when you pair it up like that. That was a fun one. And then I also posted a picture, and I'm fans, I'm going to need Brian to explain himself. I posted a picture asking everyone, is Spider-Man the best animated hero out there? And it showed all the different variations of it. Brian was a rare, I think one of two votes that said, no, Spider-Man is not the best animated hero. So, Brian, who's better than the Spidey? I didn't know on Instagram you could see, like, who voted what way. I, oh, yes. I'm, 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 yes. I'm going to be held a little more honest at this point. Uh, so mm-hmm. do you want do you want my excuse or do you want my answer? My excuse I... is I meant to hit yes and, and my finger slipped <laughs> and I hit the wrong button. I mean, that's straight up what happened. <laughs> um, but I will go to bat for Kevin Conroy and Batman in the animated series. Like... Yeah. Animated Batman is amazing. Like, there's a reason I'm very excited for Batman the Animated Series to come back. And I, we all know how much you love, well, maybe we don't all know, but I know how much you love Batman Beyond. Um, yes. So, I mean, there's multiple others. X-Men Animated Series is great, too. But I think Spider-Man still beats them all. I meant to vote yes. I really did. Uh, but... Batman the Animated Series at least deserves a mention in this conversation. Does for sure. i huge fan of Batman the Animated Series. Batman Beyond, I love Batman Beyond. And even um, Beware the Batman, that was a good show too. So I just, uh, I just wanted some clarification is all. So thank you, Brian. Um, keeping with Spidey, um, Issa Rae is going to be playing, she was just cast as Spider-Woman for Into the Spider-Verse 2, which cannot get here soon enough. Uh, you might have caught her in the movie Little or The Lovebirds. So I I was not expecting that casting, but I am okay with it. She's very talented, so I'm excited to see what she can do. Oh, she was in the photograph, so if you want to see her in something a little more serious, check that one out. I'm not overly familiar with her work, um, but she's a very very talented actress she's a producer director as well like she's just yes. a very talented woman she's going to be a great spider woman man you're right october 7th of 2022 man that movie cannot get here soon enough yeah you know what we'll stick with some we'll just clump all of our marvel announcements together loki the day this episode comes out loki premieres june 9th I i have very high expectations for this show just based on the looks and everything, I'm excited. I get a, I do get a little Doctor Who type vibe, but I'm excited. We're getting, we're getting our first reactions, non-spoiler reactions on Twitter, um, the day we're recording this, and it's overwhelmingly positive from 
from a lot of people. I'm very, very excited about Loki. And like I said, we're going to talk about it every Monday on Earth's Mightiest Weirdos. But I didn't, when we talked about Earth Mightiest Weirdos, talk about what we just finished doing. And that is talking about the best scenes from mm-hmm. the Phase 1, 2, 3, and the Avengers films. And those were a whole lot of fun as well. So subscribe to Earth's Mightiest Weirdos to to catch those as well. But there's, I mean, the Loki conversation's going to be a whole lot of fun. And Earth's Mightiest Weirdos is going through a bit of a change. We are welcoming in Piano Rob, the man himself. He is an official weirdo now. Ethan's having to step away for a little while, so Rob's going to step into his stead. And uh, discussing Loki with Rob is just going to be so fun every single week. I can't wait. I think that's why Rob's growing his hair out, is he wants to cosplay as Loki. I'm calling it now. Um, (laughs) But yeah, Rob, we welcome you. Yeah, Rob, we welcome you. We appreciate you, Ethan. You'll always be a weirdo. So whenever you want to come back, um, you all remember Ethan. He was on our office episode. So good guy. Check him out. And then let's see here. The Avengers Campus, that, you know, that little extension over in California Adventure opened up. And man, Brian, did you see pictures of the the line for it to get into it? Woo, child. Very popular. I mean, yeah. Like, I mean, that's the beauty of the Disney Parks reservation system is you kind of manage it. Like, I don't think I would have waited in that line, honestly. Like, I would have come back later in the afternoon. Yeah. I I already know so many paychecks are going to go to merchandise from that place. I'm going to eat all the food because I'm a foodie. Um, The Spider-Man ride looks like a lot of fun. Doctor Strange looks cool. I... I'll have to get a photo with every character I see. I need it. And then, Brian, are you going to get one of the spider bots? Yeah, those things are awesome. The fact that they can fight against each other is, like, the coolest thing to me. But the backpacks are cool. Like, the spider bots, there's a lot of stuff you actually can get on Shop Disney, including the Disney Park exclusive Funko, Iron Man, and Spider-Man. But you can't get the spider bots on Shop Disney. Not not yet. There's still several Shop Disney things that you... Can't get, but I think my first trip is going to be next May when I go to Anaheim for Star Wars Celebration. Um, I'm ex- I'm excited for it, but I, I, I'm going to hold it. I'm going to hold on to it for for hot takes. I don't want to ruin I don't want to ruin my hot take too quickly. Ooh, all right. Well, I got to look forward to that. And then last up in our Marvel announcements, a new podcast scripted series just started. It's called Marvel Marvel's Wastelanders, Old Man Star-Lord. And it's two episodes in. By the time we premiere this episode, it should be three episodes in. Check it out. It's a scripted series. Um, highly recommend it. I definitely highly recommend Marvel's Marvel's. And that one's about the Alex Ross Fantastic Four one and i think they're just brilliantly made so check them out podcast fans did you listen to the long night the wolverine one i did i did listen to that one um because i there was a part one and a part two Mm -hmm. right yeah Mm -hmm. because one one's in alaska and then the second one is in new orleans right or louisiana Mm -hmm. yeah it's louisiana yeah Yeah. Uh, the alaska one's more the one i think would you would you say this is on par with that a little bit better a little bit worse so the Fantastic One Four one is still my favorite. That one like blows me away. I love that one. And uh, this one, I th- I think if you liked Logan, the Hugh Jackman Logan movie, then you'll really like the Wolverine one. It's you know the slow plays, like character driven one. This one, I would definitely say Old Man Star Lord and the Wolverine one are more similar. It's you know character driven dialogue. So definitely check them out. I highly recommend them all. So hopefully that helps you. Let's see here. We're going to be leaving the world of Marvel. Do a quick shout out to Shazam. And they released a very funny little like two second teaser of his new suit. I'm like, all right, you know, we got some DC announcement. That's cool. We also the rocks releasing some little fun snippets about his Black Adam movie. I'm excited for both. Brian, are you excited for either one or eh, not quite yet? I'm I'm not not excited. Like I've said on multiple occasions and I have not changed my mind on this that I do think Shazam is my favorite DCEU film. So um right. I mean Black Adam 
the the concept is there and I like the rock, but overall, <laughs> man, I I the more we get from this film, I, I just I don't DC has not built that credibility for me. So so we'll see. But I'm excited for it. Like Shazam 2, like I'm absolutely in on Shazam yeah. 2. I really like the first one. I think Zachary Levi is it Levi or Levy? Like I don't I think it's Levi. I think he just says it how it's spelled, but I like <sighs> biopic biopic um but i'm I, like i'm the worst person to ask about this <laughs> i i'm still scared to say kevin's last name <laughs> oh man yeah but anyway like shazam like if you want me to get excited about dc that's the best way to do it because wonder woman no longer gets me excited anymore kevin feige nice work thank you oh. oh thank you all you have no idea how many times looking in the mirror i've been practicing this and if the day ever came i was like please don't screw up this so thank you and thank you all the hard work's paid off all right well speaking of the rock that's a great segue to another fun poll we had on our instagram follow us if you'd like to vote and play along it was con air versus the rock and i thought this was pretty easy but con air won i'm i'm Man, I was kind of fired up about that, Brian. <laughs> so that, they're like the same movie. Uh, How dare you? How dare you? It, it, it's really Sean Connery versus Nicolas Cage, and I, I mean, I'm gonna vote Connor. The Rock is one of the best action movies of all time. I think if you're gonna talk about Die Hard. Speed, Lethal Weapon, you need to talk about The Rock. That's how high I think that movie is. I think Con Air also, I, I don't disagree, but I think Con Air also belongs in the conversation. I will admit, I do love the one, like, gif where it's, blow at your phone screen and then click on it, and it's Nicolas Cage enjoying the wind. It's like you're blowing his hair. <laughs> that makes me laugh. I'm a child sometimes. Anyways, so let us know in the comments if uh, you think... Welcome to the Rock is not as good as. Hi everyone, welcome to Con Air. I don't know who's. I think I was trying to like go John Malkovich there, but then it came out really bad. Nick the Cage. Anyways, the Rock. I'll give Chunk you. Con- I'll give you another choice then that you don't know is coming. Mm. Would you rather watch Point Break or Speed? Speed. Really? You didn't even have to think about it, huh? No, not at all. What about Speed <laughs> Two Cruise Control? That movie's wonderful. It's so bad. It's so bad. I I, I love Point so, Break. Like I love Point Break. So I man, I don't know. Like Speed's I love Speed too, but Point Break is so good. Just comparing Keanu Reeves films at this point. You heard it everybody. He said he loved Speed too. Did I? I I guess I did. <laughs> I think <laughs> you meant T O O, not two. I'm just being a smart aleck <laughs> now. But I actually did do a double feature where I watched Speed and I was like, ah oh, man, I'm feeling it. I'm gonna watch Speed too. Oh man, <laughs> it hurt. It really did hurt. But now I'm glad they, HBO Max. they scrapped the they scrapped the idea of Speed Three. Poof. So Point Break's good. Don't get me wrong. I like it. Um, that the remake. Oh man, Never saw they. It. Ooh, it hurt. But anyways, other world news. I did a whole lot of watching of stuff. Oh, you know what? I forgot to throw in one more Marvel thing. Modoc on Hulu. That finally came out. I have watched it all, and if you're a fan of Robot Chicken, you'll dig it. But I guess my non-spoiler review will be fun start, slow middle where it kind of, yeah, it started to lose me, and the jokes kind of came repetitive. But then the last two episodes... It's, I man, it finished really strong, and I was so mad because I was ready to be like, "This show is okay, meh." And then the last two episodes happened. I was like, "Darn it!" Like, I actually want a season two now because of the last two episodes. I don't think so. you're gonna get it either. I think the only reason no. the show ever premiered is because it was already well into development before Kevin Feige took over. So, I don't think you're going to get that season two wish, unfortunately. I have not watched it yet either. So um, I, I've I've watched a couple of snippets of it. Very Robot Chicken. Even Seth Green is an executive producer on this show to that point. So yeah. it's got that Robot Chicken feel to it. 
Uh, I'll I'll get to it at some point, but I prioritized my fifth rewatch of Ted Lasso. There you go. Well, I talking about stuff that won't happen. Jupiter's Legacy. I like marathoned that on Netflix. That. I cannot believe that. And I I loved that show. I it sucked. I I I was such a nerd. I marathoned it in one day, and then like maybe an hour after I finished. Netflix does not renew and releases everyone from their contract for Jupiter's Legacy. And I was like, what? I know it was an expensive show, but it was in Netflix top 10. But I guess it needed to be in its top five for even longer. And they decided not warranted. They're doing a spinoff based on villains in the world. The spinoff, right? Yeah, yeah, I I'm really disappointed in Netflix for this. I think I'm I think Amazon would be a great home for it with what they've done with the boys and Invincible. But I don't. I don't think it's going to happen, which sucks. I was considering starting it, and then like that news came out. Like I didn't. I didn't make it my number one choice by any stretch. I was eventually going to get to it, but I think I'm out. I the makeup at times. The makeup at times was you know not on point. Now I'm not a makeup artist. I have so much respect for makeup artists, but that kind of like. Eh, but I. I think if you're a fan of, I honestly think if you're a fan of The Boys and Invincible, I think you'll definitely like it. I don't really want to throw in like Doom Patrol and Umbrella Academy with it, but I think definitely The Boys and Invincible is more the audience. So I, I thought it was really good. So I'm really heartbroken by this. Um. Let's see. Speaking of Netflix, Army of the Dead, the Zack Snyder flick came out and it's a little over two and a half hours. And I think it definitely should have been closer to two hours. You mean you think a Zack Snyder film should have been shorter? Shocking. Hey, oh, speaking of hot takes, we'll get to mine later. But um, yeah, Army of the Dead, it was a fun movie. I know it's going to be its own little like Snyder verse on Netflix fun movie but a little too long but very interesting idea there's definitely a couple of parts that will have you scratching your head and kind of kind of tilting your head and smiling at like eh, does that work so but yeah brian i'm not even gonna ask if you've watched this Zack snyder film or not it's news to me Are that you- this film exists like i mean i guess yeah. now that you're talking about it like i kind of remember hearing about it but i mean yeah there, nothing you just said surprises me whatsoever. I just want to know how much of it was in slow motion or black and white. Uh, I don't remember any black and white. And oh, he does like his slow motion musical montages. There's a, like a couple of them in this movie. Just give it a few years. You'll get a black and white version of the whole movie. Thanks. Well, speaking of Netflix, also um, Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous came out with a new season. And I I want people to watch this show. It is my it's so good. third it's my third favorite entry into the Jurassic Park universe, just behind Jurassic Park and then Jurassic World. I then put in third place like Camp Cretaceous. That's how highly I think of it. So check it out. And Brian, as a dad, do you think it's like there's times where I'm like, man, this is kind of scary. Like, as a dad, are you gonna show this to your kids? Yeah, my kids have already watched all three seasons like twice. Is through. it scary? Uh, I, my daughters don't love everything. My son is is way into it. Like they really got into it while we were waiting in like the family like child swap room at Velocicoaster, and mm. so the girls like liked it there. And then they came home, but my son is straight up obsessed with it. But it's a it's a good show. Long live Bumpy. Yeah. Oh, Bumpy. And then I actually speaking of Jurassic Park Universal, there's a couple of Camp Cretaceous signs around there. So I was I was loving that little touch, too. And then you brought up Ted Lasso. Oh, my God, I love that show. Can I just say Ted Lasso is a reason why I will make sure I always have Apple TV. But over there, they have the film Cherry, which has is a Russo Brothers film and it stars Tom Holland and this is a two and a half hour movie that is a very heavy two and a half hour movie. And I, I think it's another case of a film that, you know what, Brian, 
hot take. I need us to go into our hot takes right now. So let's do our hot takes right now. Feeling hot, hot, hot. So my hot take is there's several directors that, and I'm not a big time director, so who am I to say this? But I think there's a couple directors that could benefit from a trusted friend telling them no sometimes. For everyone out there listening, Brian is that friend for me. Whenever I start to go too big or go too rogue, um, Brian reels me back in. And everyone needs that. So my hot take is Peter Jackson, Russo Brothers, Zack Snyder. um, Steven Spielberg. Nope. So Christopher Nolan, Peter Jackson, Zack Snyder, and the Russo Brothers, I think, have done films that were too extended and could have been trimmed down so peter jackson the hobbit films didn't need to be three did not need three extended versions could have been two i would have been okay with the russo brothers cherry was a little too long and even endgame at parts but you know brian's already gotten fired up me for that Zack snyder army of the dead um i know what i actually like the extended watchmen and then christopher nolan Dunkirk was was not perfect. Um, I actually prefer was 1917 way more. And Interstellar, a little too long, but it's growing on me. And um, Tenet. Tenet. Tenet could have used a little more, I think, people giving some input on that one. So there's my hot take. Directors that should have been told, reel it in a little bit. They needed a Brian. The Dark Knight Rises is too long and so oh, is inception oh thank you yeah no inception is perfect you shut your mouth but dark Knight, dark Knight rises could have been trimmed that's a good call but i think that one unfortunately with the untimely passing of heath ledger his plans kind of went out with the dark Knight rises but i still think as the filmmaker he is he could have reeled that in insomnia that's another nolan movie that he could have reeled in a little bit if you want to hear more of our thoughts on the dark Knight trilogy find out our episode on the Dark Knight trilogy, newly re-uploaded to Spotify and Apple Podcasts yeah, and wherever you find your podcasts. Oh, and the Prestige. I know Patrick, he's one of our passionate listeners. He loves the Prestige, but I love the Prestige too. I I feel like I need to rewatch it. I remember I was in a stage where I watched the Prestige and then I watched the Edward Norton, The Illusionist. And at the time I liked The Illusionist more. I feel like I need to go back and actually see if that opinion has held up well or not. Yeah, I like I like prestige more. But regardless, uh, my hot take is I don't know why, but all my hot takes seem to be theme park exclusive. Um, I'll try mm. to get I'll try to get better at that. But I did talk about Ocean's Eleven a couple weeks ago, so I guess that wasn't you theme did. park exclusive. But that was because the episode was about theme parks. Um, That's a good one. So I, you know how much I love Marvel. You know how much I love Star Wars: Galaxy's Edge. Those are the expectations I had. For Avengers Campus. Now, obviously, I have not been to Avengers Campus, but everything that I've seen from Avengers Campus is underwhelming for me. Like the big giant warehouse that the Spider Man Web Slingers attraction is housed in, that attraction doesn't blow me away. It seems like it requires a lot of energy, like even more than like Toy Story Mania to be good at. I. I'm underwhelmed. Like, I'm obviously still going to go. I'm going to try it all out. Uh, the Doctor Strange show, I think, I, I, from what I've seen of it, I really want to catch it at nighttime. Um, but it's really dependent on one specific piece of equipment. And if that piece of equipment doesn't work, then the whole show is is going to be done. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. Like, I love Mission Breakout, Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout. But from what I've seen of Galaxy's Edge... It, or excuse me, from what I've seen of Avengers campuses, it does not live up to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge for me. And part of that is just the real world application of the MCU and kind of how it fits into our actual world. But I don't know, like I've just, I've been underwhelmed. I'm excited to go, but I'm not dying to go quite like I was with Galaxy's Edge. I don't even know if I'm mad about that. I mean, I haven't been yet, so who knows? Maybe when like we're actually in that element, we'll appreciate it more. I still think... Diagon Alley at Universal Orlando is still the best immersive experience. I know Star Wars fans out there and Marvel fans are probably being like, we're going to turn this off. But 
I, I still think Diagon Alley is just so epically good and immersive. Um, but I'm excited. I hope you get to go next year. Who knows? Maybe I'll plan that for my birthday trip next year. Go to Disneyland for the first time and check it out. So interesting, fun take. Speaking or of hot Di- take. speaking of Diagon Alley, I went to Diagon Alley just this past week with Maya, who was on our Black Cinema episode. Go back and listen to yes. that one. Maya is not a Harry Potter person, but the second she walked in to Diagon Alley, she's like, "Whoa, this is really cool!" So uh, Maya, Yay. you need to check out a few of the Harry Potter films. Uh, but yeah, like that's a pretty good bar for me. It's Galaxy's Edge, but just emotionally and. And everything else, it fits into the storytelling a little bit. I, again, I think the real-world application of the MCU is what makes it a little bit harder to pull off from a fictional, fantastical standpoint. Uh, but I, I don't know. Like, it just rises the resistance. Seems like it's way better than this web slinger attraction. Now we do have that Avengers attraction still coming, so we'll see. Feeling hot, hot, hot. Going back to Apple TV. Oh man, I just I I feel like if I have to say Apple TV, I have to say watch Ted Lasso because it's true. That show is arguably in one of my top ten like shows of all time, and you know very soon when we do our Ted Lasso episode, that might even be top five. But anyways, um, yeah. So watch Cherry, heavy film, a little long, but very heavy. Not bad, but you know, it's a lot. So on there also is a Beastie Boys documentary that. I can't recommend enough. If you're a music fan, over on HBO, there's the Bee Gees one. And on Apple TV, there's the Beastie Boys one. And I love both of them so, so much. So check out those if you can. And then let's see here. Oh, there's also the um, motorcycle show, The Long Way Up with Ewan McGregor. And this is the third season for them. And I love the show. This one, they're going from the tip of South America traveling up to Los Angeles, California using electric motorbikes and all all seasons of it. It's a beautiful show and can't recommend them enough. And, and Mythic Quest. See. Mythic Quest is on Apple TV Plus and that show is freaking hilarious. Is it? Uh, very, okay. Very, very I got to check that mature, one out. But uh, that shows that shows hilarious. I want to check out Amazing Stories too. I love the original Spielberg one, so I got to check this one out as well. Cruella, Brian, our, we've heard many thoughts for you, but tell our listeners, are you, are you waiting for it to be free on Disney plus or what are you thinking? I, I reactivated my AMC a list recently. Uh, thank you to Top Gun for coming back to the Dolby, um, Danger on, zone. Its, on its, uh, anniversary, 35th anniversary for Top Gun, happy birthday. Uh, but I, so I reactivated my A list with Black Widow and everything coming. Cruella, I'll probably honestly go see it with my A list. I'm not dropping 30 bucks on Disney Plus because I know it's a movie that's not going to keep my kids' attention at all, <laughs> um, nor would they want to rewatch it. Uh, my wife yeah. will probably watch it when it comes to Disney Plus. I'll probably go catch it just on an afternoon one day. But I've heard a lot of really positive things, Mark and Dwayne, over at This Diz Life. Give a really good podcast review of it. I listened to some of it, but I decided to stop so I could keep some of it a surprise. It's gotten far more positive reviews than a lot of Disney live actions. I'll probably eventually go see it, but again, I've not been shy of how much this these trailers did not capture me. I think for me, Cruella is like one of my favorite live action flicks. I, I don't want to say live action remakes because I don't think it's that. We already got our 101 Dalmatian live-action remake. So this one is definitely a prequel. It's not like Aladdin or The Lion King, where those are like remakes of an animated movie. This one's an original tale, so ish. So I definitely recommend it. I saw it, and I would have seen it again the next day. That's how much I enjoyed it. But it was actually an interesting movie day for me. I saw Quiet Place 2 in the afternoon, and then that night, Frankie, who's one of our avid listeners, it was his birthday, and that's what he wanted to go see for his birthday that night. So saw Cruella at night, and then during the day saw Quiet Place 2, which I also highly recommend. Did I enjoy it more than the first one? Eh, I think I like the first one more. This, The first one's a horror movie. This one's more of a suspenseful, light horror movie. So, And there's already going to be a third one. They just announced it. So 
Brian, are you a fan of The Quiet Place? You just or need is to it... admit you couldn't go see The Quiet Place when it was dark outside. I didn't. I didn't plan on it that way. It was just how it, <laughs> it just how it worked out. I don't. I saw it alone. Oh, is nice that work. like I was alone in the row and there was nobody else, so I was in a dark theater watching A Quiet Place too. I liked the first one. I have not. Um, it kind of came out like that's what's so weird about movies right now in general is it came out and I didn't even realize it was coming out until it was out. Like unless it's a Marvel yeah. film, I don't know when you're supposed to come out anymore. Uh, other than the Fast Nine, which I probably won't see. Uh, I does anyone else, Brian? You're a computer guy. Every time they go F nine, I think of a keyboard. I mean, we should have been doing that with like F eight and F seven too, right? I just now we're at keyboard keys for these movies, anyways. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Quiet Place two. Like, I'll eventually catch it. Um, I I mean, it'll come to Paramount Plus. I think in forty five days. So I might just catch it when it gets there. But yeah. I, my wife has no interest in seeing those, so I've got to go. I've got to be like you and sit in my own row and and catch it if I <laughs> if I need to. But the way people have talked about Cruella, I'll probably go catch that first. I don't. Yeah, honestly, if I if you were to be like Mark, I can only see one of them. I would tell you to go see Cruella. So good, so good. I think that one will be. I think Emma Thompson will get hopefully a supporting actress nod for it. I think the costumes will get a Oscar nomination for sure. Even the score is fun. I think that movie just has so much rich stuff to it. I did finish a new book. Um, well, not new book. It's been out for a while. The fourth Hunger Games. It took me a little bit to get to it, but I read it. I finished it, and it's a good entry into the series. They she tries really hard to get you to care for this character that you know will go on to do horrible things, and she does a she does a good job of getting you to forget that. But then every once in a while you'll come back to it. Oh uh, yeah, he does these horrible things. I can't really care for him too much, but it was a fun read. I think the movie. Obviously, they're going to make a movie of it someday. I think the movie will be good. So yeah, the fourth Hunger Games book was it was a good read. If you're a fan of that series, for me, it's a prequel, isn't it? It is prequel, yeah. Okay. So talks about snow, yeah. the younger years. All right, everyone. Well, we hope you enjoyed our world news. And wow, that was a lot. But there was a lot of good stuff out there, so we have to talk about it. And now we're going to get on to Brian Random Rushmore. The game where everything's made up and the points don't matter. Uh, that intro just always puts me in the mood. So for this random one, and I'm going to try to make it more random. I know some fans have brought up how um, my random Rushmore's have kind of tied in a little bit to the episode. So excuse me. I'm going to try to make it more random. Brian, for this one, give us your Rushmore of favorite fast food fries. Fast food fries. Okay. Uh, yeah. The fat kid in me loved this one. That is random. Yes. Nobody came at me about that. that, but I guess that's because it's not my segment. Um, okay, <laughs> fast food French fries. McDonald's, absolutely, when they're yeah. fresh. Like, I'm, I'm. this is only when they're fresh. Uh, Carl's Jr. or Hardee's Ooh. for all you East Coast people. The Chris Cut seasoned <laughs> fries are, are amazing. Um, I really like the fries. Now, when I say they're fresh, like Five Guys fries are great in the first 10 minutes of when you get them but after they get a little bit mm -hmm. cooled down they're not my thing but fresh first 10 minutes five guys and i think chick-fil-a is gonna be my fourth french fry so yeah mcdonald's chick-fil-a five guys and carl's jr slash hardy's i think i'm gonna go mcdonald's i'm gonna go white castle i really like the little like crinkle fries um checkers and then man i was i think i was ready to go chick-fil-a but then you brought up five guys yep i'm gonna go five guys so yeah that'll be my number four so there's your random rushmore i hope it was random enough for all you randoms out there now on this episode brian and i will be doing a playoff to find our favorite 90s nickelodeon show we narrowed it down to our top 16. So this is based on what we really enjoy and our favorites. 
And I also did a Facebook poll to help us be a tiebreaker. And I was very surprised by (laughs) some of the results. So, but before we start, I've got to let everybody know one show that didn't make it on the list for us was Nick Arcade. I love this show. It was a favorite of mine. I mean, the idea of going into an arcade and playing these games was it's so it's one of my favorite game shows of all time. Brian, did you have one that didn't make the list? I feel like Rocket Power. We need to like explain why Rocket Ooh. Power didn't make our list. That's because yeah. it I mean it did come out in the 90s, but it only had like 12 episodes in 1999. Um SpongeBob at least got like a full season in. Yeah. That's at least our excuse for not including Rocket Power. Rocket Power is a great show, but yeah, that's yeah. the only that's the big honorable mention that I have that did not make our tournament. I I was lit up quite a lot on Facebook <laughs> for not having Rocket Power in there. And if it makes everyone feel better, I I've gone back and rewatched it and it's a fun show. It you guys gotta remember, we did our top sixteen each of like game shows, animated shows, live action shows. So Brian and I had the hard task of narrowing it down. So Rocket Power, we appreciate you. Like it's not saying you're not worthy, but yeah. There is a show so. on our list that I would have included Rocket Power over, uh, but we'll talk about that when we get to it because there is one show that a lot of people have a lot of passion for that I don't understand at all. So everyone, Brian and I had a compromise on a couple of aspects of this one. So I, I feel like Brian is talking about one of them that he compromised for me on. So, well, here we go. Submitted for the approval of the UWF Society. Let's begin. Nick, Matchup. Nick, 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 I still get chills when I hear that. So, matchup number one. Guts versus Double Dare. See, this one, Double Dare, is one of the ones where you had to kind of compromise because Double Dare was great. Um, I really liked that show. It's one of the, I mean, it and Figure It Out, like both kind of the Nickelodeon slime is where it's at. That's kind of where it came from. But, I mean, Mark Summers is, is a great host. But when you put that up against Burt Hummel from Glee, and <laughs> I mean the girl, what, what was her name? Moira uh, was the sideline reporter. Oh my god, I forgot about her. The, yes, the they had a sideline reporter. Yeah, man. Wow. Like yeah, so Mike O'Malley, who played Burt Hummel on Glee, uh, but Mike O'Malley was the host of Gut. Like, there is only one other show in my entire lifetime that I wanted to be on more than Guts, I was obsessed with Guts as a show. For me, this is an easy choice, and Guts moves on to the next round. I I was really surprised that Double Dare won this one on Facebook. I, like, oh my god, the aggro crag? Her, na- her name and is then- Moira, but she went by Mo. I'm, I'm, I apologize. I was oh. reading IMDb. I'm going to be completely upfront with the audience. But her name, she went by Mo. But her Australian accent really worked for me as a kid that's more hip so i i couldn't believe that double dare won this on facebook but i'm gonna go guts all the way so double dare won this on facebook yes oh man thank you correct yeah all right guts on yeah yep next one we're going with legends of the hidden temple versus figure it out and this one i um conceded to brian so that he could have figure it out on there so brian um i'm gonna give a vote for legend of the hidden temple this isn't even a um one for me to think about yeah i mean we compromised to get figure it out on there like i said the green slime is the most iconic thing that came out of this show um but when i said guts was the show that i wanted to be on more than anything except one legends of the hidden temple is my lifelong dream even to the point where I have actually submitted an application to be on the adult version that is coming Yay. to Paramount Plus. I submitted that application this past week. I want to be on the adult version of Legends of the Hidden Temple so bad. Did you have a favorite team? Yeah, I mean, didn't we all? 
Um, I, I was always stuck between the blue barracudas and the silver snakes. For whatever reason, I liked the silver snakes. The purple parrots, I liked the color purple, but a parrot was lame. The orange iguanas, yeah. of course. The green monkeys. The red jaguars. I think those are all six teams. But blue barracudas, because blue is my favorite color, but the silver snakes just really worked for me. I think I was a blue barracuda and a uh, purple parrot. So, yeah. Well, Brian, God. Listeners, stay tuned. We'll keep you updated on Brian's progress with that. I did so, get to the second level of interviews for Wipeout a couple of years ago, but I ended up never getting on that show. Oh, my God. I would have loved that one. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So, we'll keep that in our competition show round. Now, we're going to move on to live action, where we have all that versus Keenan and Kel. And... This one I actually had to think about, but then as I got into thinking about it, I it was it was easy for me with all that. I the intro from TLC. So I I'm gonna go all that. Yeah, Keenan and Kel, like it, it then spun off into. Good Burger, home of the Good Burger. May I take your order? <laughs> like Keenan and Kel is such a great show, but you, uh, I think we we did it a little bit dirty by matching it up against all that in this round. All that is teenager version of Saturday Night Live. I mean, you got yes. Cannon and Amanda Bynes. Even Keenan and Kel were on that show, so I mean, you kind of get the best of both worlds when you choose all that. So I think we definitely need to go with all that. And it also won on Facebook as well. So everyone playing at home. Next up is Are You Afraid of the Dark versus The Amanda Show. And I have to thank Brian for this one and Facebook. Because on Facebook, The Amanda Show won this one. And I I told Brian, I was like, when you suggested it, I was like, is this one really that popular? Because when I was searching for shows, this one kept popping up. And when I saw how popular it was with you, and then I'm going to keep saying popular. And then on Facebook, I was like, okay, I need to check it out. So thank you, YouTube. <laughs> it has episodes of The Amanda Show. And I get the appeal, but Are You Afraid of the Dark? It uh, This and Goosebumps made me want to be a, a kid writer. I loved this show. It was scary. Oh, my God, that intro, like when you're going through the the nighttime like playground and the match and oh god ooh so this one for me it's are you afraid of the dark i haven't watched the the newer episodes i haven't caught them yet so i don't know how those are so original are you afraid of the dark yeah i think this is the difference between yours and my personality in general, even as kids, apparently. I just didn't enjoy ever being, like, scared. It just wasn't my thing. I, I mean, Goosebumps, I read the books. Uh, I never really watched the show or anything. Uh, I mean, for me, Amanda Bynes cracks me up. She's the man is seriously in my top favorite movies. I love that movie so much. Do you like cheese? Why, yes, I do. My favorite's Gouda. Oh, <laughs> I like Gouda too. But like just Amanda Bynes in general, and if you, like you said, YouTube has a bunch of episodes, but the entire catalog of The Amanda Show is on Paramount Plus, along with pretty much everything that we're talking about. All the old Nickelodeon shows are on Paramount Plus, um, so you could definitely check it out. But The Amanda Show, and for whatever reason, it has really captured the attention of my children right now. My wife uh, was <laughs> making sure that we included the Amanda show. When we put it up against, are you afraid of the dark? The Amanda show wins it for me. I'm this one breaks my heart, but you know, Facebook is the tiebreaker and they went with Brian on this one. So the, the Amanda show advances. So, uh, this brings a little teardrop. No, that's how I feel. <laughs> All right, so we're going to leave our live action grouping and move on to our animated ones. So for this one, we have the extremely long running Rugrats, which was only outdone by SpongeBob. So we have Rugrats versus Blue's Clues. And Brian, I think you brought up Blue's Clues. And at at first I was like, 
No, but then the more I thought about it, I was like, yeah, Blue's Clues has to be on there. I haven't caught the reboot. I've heard it's fun things from parents, friends of mine who watch it. Their kids love it, so I'm glad Blue's Clues is making a comeback. So, Rugrats first Blue's Clues, Brian. I mean, Steve in his striped green shirt deserves at least some sort of recognition. I, My kids like the original version of Blue's Clues. The reboot has not found its way into our home, so I'm with you. I haven't really seen it. Um, but Steve, Steve was the man in his handy-dandy notebook. But, I mean, Rugrats... <laughs> It's just too good. And if you go back and watch yeah. the Rugrats and look for, like, Doctor Who connections, there's plenty of them. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Rugrats was always a much must-watch show for me. So for this one, it's it's pretty easy, Rugrats. Yes. And then I haven't watched the reboot. It's getting mixed feelings from fans of the original. Is it out? And I even it, just, heard... it must have just come out then. I didn't realize it was out yet. Yeah. Just came out. So it, it's getting some mixed feelings. But, you know, hey, that's that's what happens when you bring back some nostalgia. Next up, we have Hey Arnold versus the Wild Thornberries. I don't understand Hey Arnold. I don't get it. I don't know why people like it. It's not my thing. Like I said, I would much rather have had Rocket Power in here than Hey Arnold. I don't understand the appeal for the show. I am absolutely going to vote for the Wild Thornberries, which I'm not even like overly passionate about either. But. Yeah, um, I Facebook went with Hey Arnold. Actually, they were Facebook was real passionate about Hey Arnold, I, and yeah, I, I saw. That. I, I I admit I had Hey Arnold on my list, but for this I'm going to go Wild Thornberries, and that surprises me because I wouldn't say Hey Arnold was a must watch for me. I it kind of was grouped in with the other must watch for me, so I'd watch it. Wild Thornberries. It was the movie that actually got me into it. And then, of course, when I found out Tim Curry was the voice of the dad, I was like, okay. So I'm I'm with you. I'm going to go Wild Thornberries. Would I have rathered Nick Arcade in this than either of these ones? Yeah. Um, and honestly, I don't, I don't think Rocket Power would have beaten it. But, yeah, we're going to go Wild Thornberries. So Facebook, we're going to give you a big no on this. Facebook's gonna be Facebook's gonna be mad. Um, they are. Like I like I like Gerald in Hey Arnold. Helga, I hated Helga, and Arnold's just not my guy. It's just it's just not my thing. So Wild Thornberry, man, remember that movie where the Wild Thornberries and the Rugrats like yes. went on vacation together? Yeah, uh, I yeah. To give you an idea, everyone, uh, Facebook had Hey Arnold making it to the final four. So yeah, that's how far that one went. So. Next up to close out our animated first round is SpongeBob versus Rocco's Modern Life. And, ooh, man, this one got a lot of passionate responses. I watched the recent Rocco Modern Life episodes. They didn't, they didn't grab me. I, I was kind of disappointed by them. So I, I didn't let that impact this voting for me. But... This one, actually, I did kind of go back and forth between SpongeBob and Rocco's. Shout out to friend of the show, Chris, over at CKCC Radio. He loves Rocco's Modern Life. Um, yes. But I'm sorry, Chris. Rocco's never did it for me, um, really, ever. I don't, I don't quite understand uh, Rocco's Modern Life. For me, SpongeBob takes the cake quite easily. Yeah, SpongeBob. SpongeBob was always there whenever like I needed a laugh or just something mindless. I remember at a work break room, everybody was always so like down and stressed at work, and then I started putting on SpongeBob, and everybody was like, "Why is SpongeBob on?" And I just I said, "Watch it. It's fun." I tell you what, I was never happier than when I started walking in the break room and I didn't have to put it on anymore. Other people did. It's just such a fun, happy show. I even enjoy the movies and the musical is great. Shout out to that. So next up is Doug versus ah real monsters. And I want everyone to know I fought real hard for real monsters to be in this. You did. You did fight really hard for that, for that show. Yeah. I put my foot down. Mm. Nickelodeon so. Doug is significantly better than Disney Doug. 
Yes. Uh, it's not even arguments. it's not even close for me. Um, Doug, the original Nickelodeon stuff before the, it got traded to Disney for can't remember exactly what the trade was for, but I yeah, Doug when it was on Nickelodeon is one of the best. It's got a great theme song, Pork Chop the Dog. Uh, <laughs> just Doug, hands down for me. Yeah, I I really hated putting these two against each other, but honestly, I feel like Avril Monsters would have lost to any of them for you, probably, right, Brian? I don't think it would have beaten any of them. Uh, probably would have beat. It definitely would have beat Hey Arnold. It's I, wow. I, I know a lot of people are gonna be mad about that, but it's my least favorite of these eight cartoon shows that we put on here. It probably honestly would have beat Rocco's as well because Rocco's just never did it for me. Wow. We also left right. off Ren and Stimpy, so we need to give it a uh, a, a small shout out as well. We should have at least mentioned <sighs> Ren and Stimpy, even though it's not, and, it's not my thing either. Yeah, Ren and Stimpy. It was very popular. Never never grabbed me. Um, the plushes were funny, but uh, even Cat Dog that didn't grab me either. So I know some people are going to bring those up, but. You know, this one's based on favorites, so that's what we're going to do. And it was only eight of them, so. Yeah. All right, so now we're at the Elite Eight, so we're going to go back to our game show round where it's Guts versus Legends of the Hidden Temple. And this is what I wanted for a game show finals. This is is what I felt like it should have been easily. And I, for this one, it came down to which one would I rather have been on? And uh, Legends of the Hidden Temple. Yeah. Yep. This is uh, this is very difficult for me. I would much rather have been on Legends of the Hidden Temple, but I would have much rather won Guts because that Agro Crag trophy Ooh. is awesome. Uh, yes. I I I don't know. Maybe it's just the afraid to fail in me that guts like it's just you and only you and i don't think if i ever did an event in the pool that i would have done well like that <laughs> one where they got to be in the kayak and get from one side to the other with all the waves and stuff like i never would have made it yeah uh but no like legends of the hidden temple man when you knew there was a, a guard behind that wall you would mm. just freak out every time like legends of the hidden temple wins this one for me as well yeah and being the indiana jones fan I uh, I also enjoyed Hidden Temple for that reason as well. So, and that one also won in Facebook, so it also won the um, game show round. So, moving on to the live action finals, it's All That versus The Amanda Show. You know, had I maybe watched more of The Amanda Show, it would have gotten my vote, but because I just loved the teen hip fun all that saturday night live that's a great way to describe it i'm i have to go with all that yeah i think the same reason i didn't vote for keenan and kel over all that is because you kind of got some of the best of keenan and kel on all that so i've got to vote for all that over uh the amanda show as well all that yeah tlc once again shout out to you I feel like we're trying to get people to laugh. We're chasing at that one. But, you know, it's like we always say, don't go chasing waterfalls, you know? <laughs> Is that accidental or were you trying to quote TLC on purpose? I don't even understand the reference. You don't understand what you said? I don't know what that is. Get out. So, all right. Next up, this one, I, I know what should be the finals, but I wanted to make it more difficult. So that's why I did it the way I did it. So... You know what? I'm going to stick with it. Brian, semi-final round one. I'm going to do Doug versus the Wild Thornberries. Not even a question. Doug. All right. Next up, the long-running ones. Rugrats versus SpongeBob. Oh man. Um I SpongeBob's heyday was not in the 90s. And for me that's what's going to be the tiebreaker. Rugrats was essential to 90s Nickelodeon. And for that reason I'm voting for the Rugrats.
hate you and your logic. Yeah. SpongeBob is my favorite show of the two, and I know the poll is favorites, but Rugrats Rugrats defined the nineties. I think Rugrats defined the nineties just as much as The Simpsons did. So I feel like I have to vote for Rugrats. So that's a good call. It also went very far on Facebook. So Facebook had it in the finals. So that's how much Facebook loves the Rugrats still. So, Brian, for our finals of the live, do you want to do finals live action or final animated? Which one are you feeling? Which one is you're in the mood for? Let's keep going in the order we've been going. Let's go live action. All right. So, Legends of the Hidden Temple versus all that. So, I for this one, it's it's Hidden Temple for me. Yes, Nickelodeon did the game show for kids better than anybody ever has and better than anybody ever will. Uh, the best part of Nickelodeon for me was the game shows. I always wanted to go to Universal and be filmed in front of a live studio audience. You always saw the spinning Universal globe, just everything mm-hmm. there. Like It was always a dream for me. I never got to do it. Uh, but for me, the game shows is where Nickelodeon shined the most. And Legends of the Hidden Temple was the greatest of all of those. You know, I actually added that on the finals round where I put, what was your, what were you a bigger fan of? The 90s Nickelodeon live action shows, animated show, or game show? And I was surprised. Animated won, followed by game show, and it was close. And then live action was blown out. So more people were a fan of 90s animated Nick, and then game show, and then live action. So that actually caught me off guard. So, and we never, but, we never gave him the mention, but Kirk Fogg as the, uh, as the host of legends of the hidden temple, just, just perfect. I, when I used to watch survivor, I thought of him every time when I for <laughs> survivor, I thought survivor was always the adult legends of the hidden temple. Um, so next up for the finals for animated Rugrats versus Doug. I know how I'm supposed to vote here. Yeah. Um, I, I liked, I liked Doug more. I, mm-hmm. I like Doug more. So I'm going to vote for Doug. Ooh, man. I feel like this is going to be a hot take right there, but I'm also going to, yeah, I, I'm going Doug. Now, for oh, everyone who doesn't know how that. big that is, um, Rugrats, Rugrats made it to the finals on Facebook poll. So I know Facebook is going to be rather upset. So the final four was Legends of the Hidden Temple, Rugrats, all that, and Hey Arnold on Facebook. So we, man, we, <laughs> we went a little different route than Facebook did. So here we are in the finals. Legends of the Hidden Temple versus Doug. Like you always say, it's our show. Thanks for listening. Um, yes, thank you. Again, it's very, I mean, it's kind of sad to do an entire bracket and say what you knew you were going to pick all along actually got there. Um, it's a rightful final to me. These are my two favorite of the categories, animated versus game show live action. Um, but for me, if you told me as a kid I could only watch one, I would have chosen Legends of the Hidden Temple 10 times out of 10. So that gets my vote to win. I'm not mad about it. I'm going to vote Doug, and Temple's going to win because it won on Facebook. But Doug, Doug I love so much. It was something I couldn't wait to watch. I man, here's Brian. <laughs> here's how much of a Doug nerd I am. I even bought khaki shorts, and I saw on sale a green vest. I bought it, and I definitely have gone out in public with brown Converse on, khaki shorts, white plain T-shirt under a green vest. Every once in a while, a person was like, "Are you that? That's that's Doug inspired, isn't it?" And I'd be like, "Yes, yes, it is." So. Did you ever watch the stage show at Hollywood Studios when it was MGM? Did you ever get to see it? I 
if I did, I don't remember anything about it. I remember it like existing, but I don't remember ever actually getting to see it. Yeah, it it, it wasn't the worst Disney show, not the best. But anyways, well, we have our winner, Legends of the Hidden Temple. And I may not have voted for it, but I'm not mad about it. I'm happy. So I'm good with this finals. As Olmec says, the choices are yours and yours alone. Oh, I love Olmec. I, I'm good with all this. I know Facebook's going to be mad, but, you know, hey, thank you all for listening. And it is Mark and Brian's United We Fan. So thank you all for playing along. But if you ever want to battle out with us live, tune into United We Fan Plus or Earth Mightiest Weirdos. And you can always join us live on Facebook and YouTube. This is life. And yeah, jump in, challenge jump us into our there. Loki discussion to tell us why we're wrong about Hey Arnold. Like, that'll be freaking hilarious. Well, that concludes this episode. We thank you, fellow fans, for uniting with us. For those listeners who want to get in touch with the show, please, please do so. Brian, tell our listeners how they can message the show and stay up to date on everything UWF. You can find us on Instagram. Tell us how wrong we are on our great episode poster <laughs> with Ah Real Monsters and Hey Arnold and everything in between. Uh, you can find us on Instagram there at UnitedWeFan underscore podcast. Or shoot us an email at unitedwefanpodcast at gmail.com or find us on Facebook at United We Fan the Podcast. Yeah, and if anyone out there is interested in doing episode poster artwork for us like John and Fidel have done in the past, oh, and Ryan, we appreciate all of them. Feel free to message us. Let us know if you're interested. We love local artists. Thank you again and listen to us wherever you check out your podcast. Till we unite again, fans, I declare this meeting of the UWF Society closed. Until next time. Pleasant dreams, everyone. Recorded in front of a live studio audience in Nickelodeon Studios at Universal Studios, Florida.